This is a story you may have heard before because it's been around for some time. Um, But the story goes that there was a sergeant and a private in the army who were going to another base, and they had climbed onto a train, and they were sitting in the passenger's compartment, and they were sitting there and talking about uh, the new area they were going to and whatnot, and uh, all suddenly coming down the aisle was a beautiful, beautiful woman and her mother. And the private and the sergeant kind of uh, elbowed each other and said, you see how pretty she is? And yeah, yeah. And lo and behold, the mother and the beautiful girl happened to sit in the seat right across there in the passenger train from this private and the sergeant. Well, <clears throat> they made some small talk and whatnot, and the sergeant and the private both couldn't get over how beautiful uh, this woman was, and, uh, and the mother was noticing, too, that they were certainly eyeballing her daughter quite a bit, and uh, she was kind of getting a little bit uneasy about it. Well, so on, lo and behold, as this train traveled along, uh, they went into a tunnel, and um, when you go in a tunnel on a train, um, if there's no lights on inside the passenger car, it is dark as dark can be. It's just jet black, and um, and so this was a long period of uh, a long period of darkness as this train went through the tunnel, and in the darkness, all of a sudden, you heard a kiss and a slap. Well. The following is what went through the minds of these four people that were sitting in that car on this occasion. The mother was appalled that someone, either this sergeant or this private, had the presumptuousness that they could kiss her daughter and could not believe that one of these two soldiers kissed her daughter. But At least the daughter had enough good sense to slap the person in the face for taking such liberties. The sergeant, he couldn't blame the private for kissing the beautiful young lady, but wished the beautiful young lady had better aim because she slapped him instead of slapping the private. Wished her aim was just a little bit better in the dark. Well, the daughter... She kind of liked the kiss, but she wished that her mother hadn't slapped the person that kissed her. And the private sat in the darkness with a satisfying grin on his face, thinking, how often is it you get to kiss a pretty girl and slap your sergeant all in one day? (laughs) Now think about that, and I think about how that that private Uh, He seized the opportunity. Uh, He knew that here was the opportunity of something he always wanted to do. He wanted to kiss a pretty girl, and he so wanted to slap his sergeant. So he seized the day. He seized the opportunity. There's an old um, saying that comes from the Latin, carpe diem, which means to seize the day. And um, I want you to kind of hold that in your minds for a few moments. Seizing the opportunity, seizing the day, carpe diem. And then I want you to think about another story. This story I want you to picture a man who is lying in bed. He's in a deep, deep sleep. And as he's lying there in the bed asleep with his wife there in the home, all of a sudden there's a knocking on the door. It's a frantic knocking on the door. 
And he wakes up, of course, because that startles him, and he looks at the clock on, beside his bed, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning. And he thinks, well, what in the world is going on? And he kind of hopes, well, if I just lie here for a little bit, maybe the knocking will quick, but it doesn't stop. It just keeps knocking, keeps knocking. And, and his wife says, are you not going to answer that? And so finally, the man drags himself out of bed, goes downstairs, he opens the door, and there's a man standing at the door. And it doesn't take the man, the homeowner, very long to discover that the man, is sta- the man that is standing in front of him is as drunk as he can be. And the man says, Hi there, can you please give me a push? And uh, the man says, No, get lost. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I was in bed and you woke me up. And he slams the door. Well, he goes back up to bed, tells his wife what's going on, and all suddenly he hears the knocking again. And um, he goes back downstairs again. He's opened the door. He opens the door, and once again, he's extremely mad because this drunk guy is standing in front of his door. And he says, please, sir, will you please give me a push? And uh, the man says, you need to get off my porch. I'm going to call the police. Now leave. Well, he goes back upstairs and tells his wife what's going on. And his wife says, sweetheart, that really wasn't very nice of you. Think about it. Remember that night we broke down in the pouring rain on the way to pick up the kids from the babysitter and you had to knock on that man's house in the middle of the night to get us started again? What would have happened if he had told you to get lost? And the man says, well, honey, you don't understand. The man's drunk. Well, that doesn't doesn't matter. If the man needs a push, he needs a push. Now go out and help him. Well, the husband says, all right, I'll go do that. So he goes to get out of the bed He gets dressed, he goes downstairs, he opens the door. He's not able to see the stranger anywhere. I thought maybe the guy left, but just to be sure, he says, where are you? Do you still need a push? And the man says, yeah, I'm in your backyard on your swing. The point of that is, all of us need a little push from time to time. Now, take the two things that I've talked about, how that we need to seize the opportunity, we need to seize the day. Carpe diem needs to be a part of our lives and our thinking. And then when you combine it with the idea of how that we all need a push from time to time, I want you to now think about the passage that Jeff read for us a few moments ago from Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verses 24 and 25. Now, I realize that oftentimes preachers use this particular verse to emphasize the fact that we need to be here on the Lord's Day. And that is true. We do need to be here on the Lord's Day. Uh, God has appointed a day, the Lord's Day. As I mentioned this morning, this is the day that Jesus rose from the dead. The first day of the week should be a very special day for each and every Christian because this is the day that we celebrate His resurrection. I know the religious world tries to pin it down to one day that we celebrate His resurrection, but that's not true. 
The Bible teaches us that every single Lord's Day is a celebration of His resurrection. That's, this is the day that Jesus rose from the dead. As the prophet said, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And what he was talking about, the psalmist was talking about how this is the day that Christ rose from the dead. And because He rose from the dead, He lives forevermore, and that means we don't die. So every Lord's Day, we're reminded with the rising sun that there's an empty tomb somewhere in Jerusalem, which means that Jesus rose from the dead, and we too shall rise from the dead. So it's a very important day for us, and the Bible commands us to be here on the Lord's Day. And oftentimes this passage is used to emphasize that. But really, there's more to the passage than just simply that. Instead, when you think about this passage, you need to think about the fact that this passage, excuse me, this passage is talking about seizing the day. It's talking about giving someone a push when they need it. And the passage goes like this. And let us consider one another in order to stir up Love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, make sure we understand why we come together on the Lord's Day. Why do we come together even on a Sunday night? Well, the text tells us. The assembling of ourselves together is a byproduct of what we're doing. There's the place where we do it. There's where it happens. But the point of the passage is this. We need to consider one another. The reason why we need to consider one another is because we need to stir up love and good works. The passage goes on and says we don't need to forsake the assembly as some people do. because Why? Because when we're here, we're exhorting one another. And I, of course, have said this many times, but I'll say it again because it's so very important and it's still true. But some of you, just because of the fact that you're here for Bible class on Sunday morning or Sunday morning worship or Sunday night or Wednesday night, just the fact that you are here does more to encourage some people than you will ever, ever realize. Yes, the Lord's Day is something that we are commanded to to do, to be gathered together. Yes, there are some things that are important that we do on the Lord's Day. But as this passage points out, here's a very special occasion. Here is a day that needs to be seized. Here is a day that doesn't need to be overlooked ever. This is a special day that we need to grab a hold of because it's such a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Well, why is it such a wonderful, wonderful opportunity? Because it gives us the opportunity to give someone a push. And by push, I mean to give someone the encouragement, to give someone um, the love and the good works that they need. And it's all about, as it says in the first part of the verse, and let us consider one another. You see, anytime that you miss an opportunity to uh, be with the Lord's people, you're missing an opportunity because you are not just thinking about yourself, you're forgetting about the other people and the other people that you'll have an effect on when you're not here. And so I say all that tonight, once again, not to 
rebuke you in any way because you're here tonight. But in, to encourage you and to encourage you to keep on keeping on. Uh, I know that there are times when it may be a struggle to get out the door. I know sometimes on a Sunday morning that little bit extra sleep or a little bit extra time doing whatever we want to do uh, is important to us and we have to make some decisions sometimes and sometimes we don't make the right decisions. But don't look at it from the standpoint of whether or not it's a command. I don't know if I would look through the entire Bible if I could ever find a passage that says you have to be here on a Sunday night or you have to be here for Bible class or if you have to be here on Wednesday night. I've shared with you that old story before about how that the world came to an end and all the people were standing in front of the great throne of God, this long line of people, and you're standing there and you look down the line of all these people and you hear a little cheering going on and it keeps getting closer to you, some people talking and the cheering starts picking up speed and it keeps moving down the line and you're wondering what everybody's cheering about and finally it gets to you and the guy turns to you and says, Wednesday night doesn't count, Wednesday night doesn't count. But that's not the way we should look at it. Instead, we should look at it as an opportunity to consider one another, to promote and and provoke to good works and love, exhorting one another so much more as we see the time when we'll spend eternity together. In other words, I appreciate those who are here on a Sunday evening, and I hope you'll continue to do what you're doing. If you have a need this evening, we hope that uh, you'll respond, that you'll not be Uh, have any fear in your hearts, but if you have a need, we hope you'll come as together we stand and sing.